The antidote. 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 You're listening to the antidote with Dave Hawkins. With Christian music that doesn't suck. Thanks for coming back for the best in Christian music on The Antidote.
And you're not the only one who's come back. <laughs> All the way from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, Ma Cor returns to the antidote for a visit. It's been exactly three years since I last met with their band frontman, Joshua Redding. And this time he brought along his brother Jeremy. So all three of us could have a talk about Mockhor's just-released album, War Cry. They've definitely stepped up their game on this release. Mockhor has their own style of rock that doesn't duplicate anybody. They have solid vocals and lyric content that remains Christ-centered. You've heard a bit of their sound on tonight's opening song, Past is Past, from the War Cry release. I think we should get this moving along by heading into my talk with Mockcore, where Joshua tells us about his unique fashion sense. And we'll hear Times, another song from the War Cry album. The Antidote welcomes back the members of Mockcore. Guys, thanks for coming. You're welcome. Very glad to be here, actually. I haven't introduced you. Joshua and Jeremy. Joshua and Jeremy, yep. We got Joshua. I'm Joshua. And I'm Jeremy. And we are part of Mockcore. You guys both share the same last name. In fact, you have multiple members with the same last name, Redding. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we do. Is we this can. a family band? Like, you got the polyester suits? <laughs> oh, well, I'm not going to admit it, but Jeremy hates it. I do actually have a crushed velvet suit. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm not allowed to bring it out anymore, but I used to bring it out often. <laughs> At least it's not a Lycra suit. Oh, no, it's not Lycra. It's definitely straight-up crushed velvet. It's beautiful. It's purple. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't it have to be purple? Uh, Oh, no, burgundy, too. Burgundy Burgundy. was one, but this was purple, and I kind of couldn't pass up the amazing deal on it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, back to being serious. (laughs) The last time I had a chat with Makor was back in 2021. A lot's happened since then including a couple new band members. Yeah, yeah. And a couple have left. Is that a struggle? It's always a struggle, right, Jeremy? Yes. <laughs> it helped us. Uh, we made new rules in the band because of it. <laughs> so much so, like, we were joking that any new members had to perform on stage with masks until they had been with us for at least two years, and then we could reveal their identity after we knew they were serious. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be the most awkward thing. What happens if you go to play a show? Well, thanks to modern technology, we sometimes can pull off a show if we have minus a member or even two. But it's a risky situation, but we still do it. You just have to depend on technology to not fail you. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get into Mockhorse style because the band isn't like everybody else. You know, your music fits into... I guess really a few different labels, art rock, hard rock, and you even add in some electronic elements. Mm-hmm. But I've also seen your band describe your sound as Renaissance rock. Yeah. What do you mean by that? <laughs> well, you know, in the world of marketing, you have to find something that does separate you from everyone else. And we kind of gravitated towards the Renaissance thing is because there's a romantic thing about it and our music the style that was kind of being conveyed through what we were currently doing kind of was hearkening back to a time when men went to battle and fought for what they believed in. And um, Renaissance seemed like a, an 
ideal situation for us <laughs> because you if you listen to the the new album in any way you'll hear bits and pieces of that type of you'll hear those influences in there you know like you know scottish highlands type things and things like that so we just kind of threw that little renaissance in there just to see if we could have another niche that no one has well i was thinking this was all age related because the renaissance era was hundreds of years ago and you guys are not as young as you used to be <laughs> well i mean we can go that way too if you want to <laughs> We are Renaissance men. We're forging ahead in ways no one else can with aches in our backs and, <laughs> and, and knees in pain. <laughs> well, at least you're not going to be pushing it on stage in a wheelchair. Not yet. Working maybe, on it. Maybe after the show. <laughs> I'm, I don't jump off stages. like Well, I never jumped off stages. I always fell off of them. But... <laughs> So quiet, 
now it's time to get, <laughs> get serious again. During the last visit with Mockcore, you and I were speaking about Mudman, which was a collection of songs from your early EPs. But this time, we're going to be speaking about Warcry, and it's all new songs. Now, the first single, Rise Up, actually came out in 2021. Mm -hmm. So, at that point, were you guys just playing around, or was that the actual start of working on the album? Was that the start of it? I mean, we were, oh, we were probably good bit of songs deep into the next album by the time we released that yeah mud band was a journey of of healing and by the end of mud man you had the song bottom feed which which is kind of like it was a resolve type of song where we resolved to stop wallowing mm -hmm. in whatever people said that took on the new, new form of rise up and rise up was that decision to lay down those things that were standing in our way of actually having a deeper relationship with Jesus and being able to have a deeper um, relationship with people too, because there's a whole bunch of stuff when you're wallowing in your own self-pity, you push people away and you, you think everybody's the enemy, but really what the enemy is are those things in your way, whatever it might be. Um, so that's where Rise Up kind of moved us into a new direction and really established the foundation for what was to come.
song about surrender. We heard Rise Up, which was my introduction to the War Cry album. Making music sounds like it could be an easy job, but let's hear the truth from the Writing Brothers, and we'll also dive into the title track from War Cry. So it doesn't sound as if this was easy. <laughs> no, no. And, and it wasn't easy for many reasons. It wasn't easy emotionally, it wasn't easy musically, and it wasn't easy member-wise either, because every time we think you move forward, a new member leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Never for any bad reasons. I, we have to say, like, we've been fortunate. All the people we've had work with us, we've become great friends with them, and they all had their place and their purpose, but they also had things calling them, like, you know, starting families or mending families, whatever it may be. And that's mm-hmm. why they kind of moved on. But that left us in situations where <laughs> where new members would come in and uh, set us back. <laughs> well, yeah, a couple members. Some push us forward. What's the hardest part of actually building a song? Is it the music or is it the lyrics? It's definitely the music. It's the music is like sometimes we're jiving and the song writes itself, but other times we sit and fight over it for about three or four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> the beauty is when you have a whole bunch of people that have been working together, they know where you're going to go. But then when you have, you bring in new members, they have ideas that are completely different than what you have. And we're such nice guys. We always tried to include the new members. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that might have been a bad decision on our part because sometimes it brought new good things. Other times it would definitely set us back. It would take us away from the vision we had for what we were moving towards. But the music is definitely the hardest part because we know what we are and we know where we want to go, but sometimes we don't know how to get there. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to follow the yellow brick road. <laughs> that might have been the problem. Uh, we were not following the yellow brick road. <laughs> we got to talk about one of the standouts from War Cry. This is both musically and lyrically, and that's the title track. The song says, Limitations cover us in a fearful veil, draping us in doubt so we think we'll fail. But despite our weaknesses, we're equipped to prevail. Does that line fit Mockcore? Like, you don't have any doubts about succeeding? Um, it fits us in the fact that we know that when we align ourselves with God and His plan for our lives, and we just stop worrying about what other people might think about us, then we actually can move forward. We've, I think we've had more success in just trusting what He has for us and not worrying about anything else. Because, you know, people will review your albums, people will think that your music's garbage (laughs) they'll say it's not modern enough or whatever it is but that's not what we were called to do we were called to share what he has for us and i think that's i don't know do you think jeremy well i mean you wrote the lyrics i i'm not into that world yeah so the cool thing we wrote all the music before the lyrics ever even happened which is weird for some bands because lots of times Mm. they sit down they have lyrics and they'll be like let's do Let's do it to fit what I have written lyrically. Whereas all along, we actually had a title before even Rise Up made it out into the public. We already knew that the album was going to be called War Cry. We didn't have a song called War Cry, but we knew the album was going to be called War Cry. We just knew that we were being a part of something victorious because Mm -hmm. 
we had been through so much and, and we knew that God was going to, he, he had already provided victory at that time. We just needed to live out that victory. But victory comes in different forms for different people. And for us, victory was just the opportunity to move past our wallowing and be able to have whatever he was going to bring. And the funny thing is the lyrics just kind of just happened all in one week. And we had all these titles. We knew what the songs were called. And the lyrics just started flowing and they lined up with each one of the titles. So it's sort of like, this is a God thing. That's how we've kind of been going with all of our songs lately is just, you know, God will throw a, a title at us and then the music starts working itself out and we're just trusting them for the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs>
something about the albums that it's incredibly consistent. You were speaking just a moment ago about being victorious. But the thing is with Warcry, I keep getting this theme coming through that life and faith is a battle. Is that what you guys have found? That your lives have been a struggle? I would say yes. (laughs) (laughs) I would say this whole process has been a struggle. Yeah. I mean, we keep going back to that it was a major struggle. Um, And it's not easy. I think, and this is just an opinion and a feeling, but I think the biggest problem and the misconception we have when we maybe as adults come to the Lord, or even as, you know, like for me, I came to the Lord at a young age, and then I had my times of doubting, and I had my times of falling away, and I had my times of being drawn back in, because as you're growing up, you were told that everything was going to be nice and pretty, and Jesus Mm -hmm. was going to make everything nice and wonderful, and life hits you. It hits you really hard. You're faced with things that you never thought you'd be faced with, whatever it may be. You know, for us, we had our own struggles, but there might be somebody that is, you know, doing everything. They thought they were where God wanted them to be, and then then they lose a spouse, or they themselves get cancer, or even a, the weirdest story, and that, it just kind of blew my mind, was this poor woman was just out for a walk, and it was pretty recent, this news article where she was out for a walk in her neighborhood and three dogs attack her. And they attack her so badly that she has to lose both her legs. She wasn't doing anything but just walking. And it's like so – and those types of things, we are like, what in the world is going on in my life? And so we start to question why we're here, what we're doing here, and what does God really want for us? And, and we were like, well, I thought we were doing what he wanted us to do, and why is it so hard? So it is a struggle. There is a war going on all around us, and some people feel it differently than others. And so, yeah, it's not an easy walk, that's for sure. Well, why don't we take that a step further? Is there a difference between a struggle and a battle? I mean, songs like Prevail describe it as a battle. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. The way we hit this album was from two different perspectives. The grand picture is that we are in a war. And that war is is life. And then there's little pockets, little battles that we go through. You know, you might have a kid that just drives you crazy that you're trying to raise or (laughs) something (laughs) like that. You've got little battles that distract you from the bigger picture. Um, You think about the Civil War. The war itself was, you know, what, three or four years long. But each individual battle was determining where they would go. So that's kind of how we approached this album. We got... We got the big picture, 11 songs, which are the war. And then you've got, you know, the individual battles, which are each one of the songs. Hey, this is Joshua Redding from the band Mawcore, and you're listening to Dave on The Antidote, and he's about ready to rock your face off.
I really go for one of the lines from Prevail. It's simple, straightforward, and inspiring. The earth will rumble, their fortress crumble. As the ramparts fail, the redeemed prevail. This talk with Jeremy and Joshua of Makor was really a fun one for me. That comes out next, and we'll hear about how the song Dream Again may have been prophetic. I don't know, with all this aggression in the songs, it has me wondering, have you guys got a problem with, like, with your testosterone levels? or? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't have any anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore since the album's over. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have any problems with them, but I think that we are coming to terms with our calling and where we're where we're going because you know we already have the next album on the way and it still kind of plays off of this theme so seriously you already have another album underway <laughs> yes that's how we work yes <laughs> we're not guaranteeing that it'll be ready in the next five years but it's on its way <laughs> now that's almost as crazy as war cry because i have not been able to figure out why the band would release war cry one week before Christmas. I mean, that has to be the worst time of the year to make any impact with an album. Yet, yet it just, it felt right. <laughs> it felt like it was time and we did it. And we might be the craziest people, but we did it anyways. And probably because personally, I feel like 2024 is going to be quite an interesting year. And um, we hope to be kind of part of encouraging people along the way I, I just i feel like the world is struggling maybe it's because of the work that i do outside of the band I, I work with an interesting group of people and there's a lot of struggle going on there i don't know i just feel like we're a part of a cool movement i hope <laughs> you are right with that because maybe i was exaggerating saying about how war cry was about battles because it also speaks about raising yourself up. You get that on the song Dream Again, mm-hmm. and it says, Dreams on lockdown, extended shutdown. I've isolated me. It's time to be free. Yeah. It may take all I have within, but I can dream again. Yeah. And I guess since you brought it up in the song, maybe you could tell us, like, how did Mockhor handle the COVID lockdowns? <laughs> that was a weird time. But the funny thing is, is those lyrics were written before the COVID lockdown. Get real. No. Ooh, was that being prophetic? Uh, I've always struggled with that um, because I've always felt inadequate. But when I look back at the things that God pours into us, I have to accept the fact that there is some prophetic things that he's done throughout our musical careers, even prior band, we had the other band we had. There's just a lot of lyrics that come out before anything happens, which is weird. Lyrically, I even predicted some of my own struggles. Wow. But I was never talking to myself. I was talking to some other family members in my lyrics. (laughs) (laughs) It really is pretty amazing when you look at it from today's viewpoint, looking back over COVID and seeing the correlation between that song and what happened. Dream Again was the second song we wrote. So Rise Up, after we finished Mudman and kind of pushed through, and we went and revisited Bottom Feed, but we had already written Rise Up after Mudman was done. I don't think even Mudman was released. So Rise Up and Dream Again came about. So we're talking 
even though Rise Up made it into the world in 2021, it was Dream Again and Rise Up probably were completed 2017, 2018. Wow.
something about you guys is that MaCor has always delivered a faith-based message. But have you ever given any thought to going mainstream? I mean, couldn't that actually increase your fan base? Um, there is actually a good number of mainstream stations that do play us. Even locally, we have the support of a, a mainstream station, which is nice. It comes down to money is what it comes down to because the, the mainstream stations require you to um, wine and dine them more than Christian stations do, which is weird. That but, is weird. So it, it really does come down to money. <laughs> if you have enough money and you have the ability to show the radio stations you have money, then they'll play your music. That's a sad deal. Even on our lo- the local station here, the, the comical thing was they have a program where they have the public decide who they continue to play and who they stop playing. Mm-hmm. And um, because we follow them, we saw their board of who they were going to push anyways. And they had decided not to play any more Skillet. But their board said that they were going to push Skillet really hard. So that means that the record label convinced them to play more music. <laughs> oh my (laughs) so yeah it's a weird world but we are grateful we actually do have some mainstream support which is nice i'm sort of hoping that in this 60 minute program i'm gonna have enough time to squeeze in war cry's closing song you know because (laughs) at six minutes long the extended version of my defense is not radio friendly no it's not and we didn't care But you know what? I do want to hear about it. You've pulled the lyrics straight out of Psalms. But yes. what was it about Psalm 62 that pushed Mockcore to write the song? So that one goes back a ways. I don't even know how far back that goes because that was. The scripture show. Yes. Dad wrote. Yeah. Jeff is a. He does acoustic scripture songs and he started doing those before we were even born. And. Um, it was just a way to help students memorize the scripture more easily. Okay. And, and so I don't know if that song was part of his repertoire back then. He's not here to agree or deny. But it was somewhere in his repertoire of songs. And it just, as we were thinking about how can we have something that can be encouraging, it just came to him. He's like, what about this one? And the more we read about it, the more we thought about it it was actually pretty perfect for what was going on because that psalm is talking about being in a place that sounds impossible. Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're on a cliff is really what it's talking about. Rock means cliff. And if you're in battle and you're on a cliff, you feel stranded. But the way the scriptures hit it was you were actually in the best place you could be because the cliff is God. He's the rock and he's giving you a vantage point that no one else has and you can watch from that vantage point and see the battle being won by him. It was kind of a perfect way to close out the album. And it's an interesting song because the lyrical content comes through in the first half of it, and the second half is this extended, sort of a post-rock, proggy-type feel. Instrumental. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It was just... Uh... Yeah, a way, you know, because it's Psalms, and Psalms always did, you know, the writer of Psalms or the people that surrounded him, they would always do these musical silas mm-hmm. where the psalmist would, you know, do his poetic thing, and then the musicians would be like, okay, let's play music while these people think about what he just said. So you guys really are Old Testament. 
<laughs> Probably. <laughs>
the six minute and three second extended version of My Defense. It's a gorgeous but lengthy song. Funny enough, it's also a great sing-along track. <laughs> it's pretty easy to remember since the lyrics only have 78 words. On our next episode, it's going to be almost entirely talk and only a minimal amount of music as we have Josh Porter, best known as the frontman of Showbread, come to speak with us about his new book titled All Its Teeth, Sex, Violence, Profanity, and the Death of Christian Art. As you can guess, this is going to be an interesting talk. Well, we still have a bit more to hear from Makor, and we'll also include Against the Wall, tonight's final song from the War Cry album. Enjoy this, and we'll see you next time on The Antidote. Maybe you could tell us, when you went into doing the album, did you really have an overriding message or intention? Yep. I mean, it sure did feel like it. (laughs) (laughs) We said that we were going, I know initially we said we need to move into a direction that isn't so sad. (laughs) Because we just, because we just did Mudman and Mudman was just this journey of this poor fellow that, He's so broken and so beaten down by his life choices, he needed some encouragement. And we needed to encourage that poor fellow. And so we knew we needed to write music to at least encourage him to move forward. Even (laughs) if he had to go through a battle to do it. Even if he had to go through a battle. (laughs) Okay, so when's the next album? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, if we we said that, we would be hurt when we didn't make our goal. We We have four songs done. Not done in the sense of like recorded professionally, but we have them pretty well on their way. But we're also in a in a struggle right now because of just some life stuff that's going on with uh, me, Jeff being our dad. You know, life is different now for him, so he's trying to figure all that out. Mm-hmm. So he he's not as active with us as he would like to be. So we try to work with him and his schedule. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of slows some of the stuff down, but yet we were moving along pretty well. So you're saying that you've actually got three generations in the band. We do. We that's do wild. What a cool <laughs> thing to have happen. Yep. That's why we're letting my youngest figure it out because, you know, he's, he's still in high school. So there might be still some changes in his life where he decides he wants to go a different direction. He loves music, but he may decide to be a video producer. He loves doing videos, too, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. Seriously, Warcry, it's a great album, and I'm glad you guys sent it over to me. Well, I'm glad we were able to. So It was such a long struggle to get to the point where we could send it to you. <laughs> Thanks for coming to The Antidote and sharing about the latest from Mockcore, Warcry. It's been great. We are honored to be able to do it. We appreciate you taking this time and spending with us. Thank you.